Okay, so I'm just going to completely uh, transition to completely random topics now. <laughs> um, so, in other really fucking amazing news, yeah, girl was correct about the rumor. Well, first of all, it wasn't my rumor. I saw the rumor on TikTok, and then I told you guys about the rumor and it did kind of see like seem like it was my prediction i just have to admit confession it was not my prediction anyways so after oh sorry i read my note i don't think i even said it out loud what i'm talking about what i am talking about is the miss taylor allison swift and specifically the eras tour um it wouldn't be the Oat Podcast if I didn't bring up Nikki Glazer and Taylor Swift. So here we are hitting them both in this episode. <laughs> Anyways, the prediction was that she would finish the Airs US tour, go to her UK tour, and then come back and do a second leg of the US tour. And you know, those rumors are true. And guess what? It's been so long since talking about that. Yeah, girl fucking got tickets. And I couldn't be even happier. Like, okay, this whole, I think, it, I don't know, was it last week? I can't even remember at this point. I feel like I'm traumatized from this whole experience, <laughs> but also in the best way possible. Um, And I would do it over again a thousand times over. But um, sorry, I feel like I have like this like hair here. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> that just reminded me. I was on like a Zoom call with like work. <laughs> I think it's always awkward like when like you collectively agree as a team to not turn on your cameras because there's just some people that do and some people that don't. And when you have the meetings with people that don't, you don't prepare for them. And if you have like, especially like if you haven't had like any calls that you had to be on camera for. So it's like everyone probably looks like a piece of shit and is not going to turn their camera on. And so you have like five people on the call. And then 15 minutes in, someone just turns their camera on. That is so weird. That is such weird behavior. I don't understand. Like, I wish I could get into this girl's brain for many of reasons, but like that's just odd like and like she was talking to just herself like we were all talking but she was looking at herself because you know that that's what she's doing because anytime we're on a zoom call are you looking at anyone else besides the presentation and yourself no and if you are you're a lunatic it's weird behavior we are all selfish human beings i am not afraid to admit that i am looking at myself and then i'm like oh i look weird and then i'm like oh no one's looking because we're all looking at ourselves. Anyways, so this girl, she, 15 minutes in, turns on her camera. She has this big ass hair just dangling directly in her face. And like hairs are pretty thin. Obviously, I don't need a mansplain what hairs are. But <laughs> I think like the lighting in her office or wherever the fuck she was um, 
was just like hitting it wrong and so like we could literally see the reflection and so it was this hair and it just kept dangling like this in front of her face and for the whole meeting after post 15 minutes because for the first 15 minutes she wasn't on camera i was just watching her hair so um instead of paying attention you know adding value to the conversation i was just worried about that hair and the entire time i'm like how do you not see it how do you not feel it it's out of place it's in front of your head your hair goes back here when there's a hair that's out of place you know as a woman you know i don't know if men experience this i'm i can only you know collectively say my experience but you know and i just was like it was driving me nuts and i almost like stopped the call and was like hey sally brush your hair back fix it you can't see it i'm concerned also, why are you on camera? Turn it off. Um, but I didn't. And so I was just distracted that whole time. Um, why was I talking about this? What was I talking about? Taylor Swift? Yes. Oh, okay. The whole week. <laughs> Sorry. Going off the cuff. That's what you get. Um, anyway, so, um, so this whole, all of last week, it was like, U.S. leg announced. You pre-register. So me and everyone that I fucking know pre-registered. My my boyfriend pre-registered. Um, obviously Sage, she registered. All of her friends registered. People that I didn't even realize were Swifties registered because they were like, we fucked up. We didn't go to the first leg. We are going to the second leg. They want to be part of the culture, and I'm here for it. But also, it's like you know. You didn't care that much the first time. Maybe don't care. Don't care. Because we all want tickets. Don't care as much. But no, just kidding. I I love it that more people are on board with this. It makes me happy even though it, it we're, in, we're all in competition with each other for these fucking tickets. <laughs> um, but every single person that I know besides Sage's friend was waitlisted. So Sage was waitlisted. And I realize that people that aren't immersed in the Taylor Swift culture do not know what that means. So I'm going to explain it. So you, when you pre-register for tickets, they say, we will let you know if you're waitlisted or if you get a code. If you get a code, that means you're a verified fan and you get to buy tickets during pre-sale. The thing is, I don't know if things will change in the future, but with Taylor Swift, the pre-sale is the sale. There's no other, there's no other sale. There's so many people that want pre-sale for the regular sale. They just sell out during pre-sale. So the people that are waitlisted are fucked. End of story. There's nothing like there's, I think I maybe saw one person on TikTok say that they got off the waitlist. And I think that was actually just fake news because they wanted to go viral. I don't think anyone did. So. I was the chosen one. I am God's favorite. I got a code somehow, some way. Last time I was the one to get the tickets, even though I wasn't even the one supposed to be doing it. And not like in a bad way, just like I was like, ah, I'll just try to like kind of like an added thing thinking like never going to happen. And then it did. Um, so I don't know how this keeps happening to me and I'm not complaining. Just want to say that. <laughs> This is like such a good thing. Um, 
But yeah, so I got tickets. Um, and honestly, okay, so like, uh, so I got the code. And um, so I got it for Saturday. There's so there's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Indy. And the way that Ticketmaster decided to do this so they wouldn't crash the site is like so like Friday night, like everything went on sale on like the pre-sale was on like Friday, like this last Friday. But like if you're going to the Friday show, you get to start like trying to buy tickets. I think like 11 a.m. Eastern time, and then like I was like 1 p.m. And then the people that were going on, so like that was for Saturday night and then Sunday night show, I think you could do it at three. So I started seeing people that like got the code for Friday tickets say like, even though I got a code, I didn't get tickets. And so I started panicking. I'm like, I honestly, like I knew there was a chance, but I was like, I didn't realize how bad it could have been. Like, oh, I got the code, but I still don't get tickets. Thankfully, I got tickets. I hate to brag. Actually, I don't hate to brag. I'm so thrilled. Karma is my boyfriend. I got really, really good seats. I paid more money this time around. So if you do know how much I paid, I paid more. But only by like 100 and bad at math, 30 bucks more than the last time. So now you know they're at least 130, which obviously they're not. Um, but it's less than 500. So um I'll take it. <laughs> um, and it's worth it. And, you know, it's not $3,000. And you guys know I was thinking about doing that. So I am very ecstatic. Um, and so I got – I could only get three tickets because all the fours kept going. And I didn't – I wanted to get good tickets. And it was, like, too quick. And I was, like, having a heart attack. I almost started crying because it was such, like – like, I fought for my life. <laughs> I sold my soul during this time and I just clicked, I clicked and then I just pressed checkout and I was like, I don't even know what I'm signing up for at this point, but a bing, but a boom, we're done. Um, but I'm really pleased. I'm happy. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try to think like what else was there? Uh, I, um, I feel like I'm like such an emotional little freak recently, but <laughs> I was like, I got tickets last week for Taylor Swift, the love of my life. I went to see Train. Um, and for those of you, I don't think I've actually said this. So even though Taylor is my all-time favorite artist ever, um, and I love so many of her songs, my all-time favorite song is Meet Virginia by Train. I don't know why. I mean, I do. it's a great song in my opinion, um, obviously. But, like, it's just always been my all-time favorite song. Anytime it comes on, it brings me happiness. I've loved it for a long, long time. Um, so, obviously, when Train was coming to Fort Wayne, I was like, I have to go see this because I have to see that live. And, like, honestly, I don't know, like, about you, but, like, I went back and, like, was listening to all of their songs. Like, they have some bops. Like, they go hard. Like, I knew almost all of the songs and... I don't even – it's not like I, like, pull up a Train album and listen to the album. It's just, like, they're, like, hits. Obviously, they've been around. Um, and so it's, like, I went to go see Train. I got to see my favorite song live. I got Taylor Swift tickets. I went to Columbus. I got to see my best friend's baby. Um, I went to the Morgan Wallen concert, which, like, I do really love Morgan Wallen. I know he's controversial for some people. Um 
but like I have I'm not going to talk about my take at this point if you want to hear it I'm happy to share it if you really want me to talk about it on the podcast I definitely can next time um but yeah so like um so I got to see the concert and like I love concerts I love live music it's like when I'm there, there's just like a part of me that like, and I, ah, please, if you feel this way, please tell me. But like when I'm there, I feel, first of all, the vibes are just great. Like, um, I thought I saw, no, I thought like I have seen this thing where it's like people that love church just need to go to more concerts because <laughs> like, I think like the sense of community of like, you're all there together. It just like feels immac- like immaculate. That's not, probably not the right word. Sorry. I feel like I've been using words out of context, but hopefully you get what I'm saying. But anyways, so it's like I just love the vibes. I love singing to the songs. I love dancing. You know, it's just amazing. But like also a piece of me, I love watching the artist, especially if they love what they do. And just seeing them fucking perform, like, so it's, like, for Morgan Wallen was 70,000 people. Taylor Swift was 70,000 people. Even Train, I don't know how many people fit at that theater, but just perform their hearts out and put their fucking soul into it. And this just, every time I'm, like, at a concert, I'm, like, this is why I would love to be a fucking rock star and why I wanted to be a famous singer when I was little, I still, there's a piece of me, I still would. I would, obviously, I feel like podcasting is like adjacent and it just like makes me, I get jealous um, in a healthy way. It makes me motivated. Um, like I just feel envious. Like all of those keywords that you guys are probably thinking I'm thinking, I'm thinking right now. It just like, like, I don't know, like, I, um, like, I, I think back to, like, the conversation that I had, like, with Madison of, like, where do you feel things in your body? And, like, I, like, thought about her, like, when I was at the concert because, like, I literally felt it, like, here in my stomach, like, in my soul, I kind of feel, like, adoration almost, like, and, like, a love. And I'm, like, Ugh, like a happiness. Like I just feel it so much. I'm like, I don't know if anyone else feels that way or if this even is making sense. But I'm just like, I gotta ask the podcasters if they feel this way because I'm just like, I take those types of things and I think like it's like a sign that I'm like supposed to con- I'm supposed to continue to do this or whatever this turns into. Um, and that I'm not supposed to just be like working my corporate job with a girl that has a hair in front of her face the entire time. So, um, you know, I am learning key skills for that job and making money. I'm happy like where I'm at, you know what I mean? But like I have other plans in the future. So that's all I got to say for that. Okay. So I think I will try to like kind of like wrap up my thoughts but I actually have like a handful of other things I do want to get to um just because I don't know I feel like especially with podcasting like I don't know I kind of get like speaking of like envious I kind of get jealous of like people that like do this for a living because I love talking about pop culture things and so I sometimes feel like by the time I record and then edit and then post 
I feel like some of the topics that I really want to talk about are like so dated. And then on top of that, you know, like if I have a guest where we're not talking like about like an intro or like, for example, like when Sage comes on or when Sarah comes on, like I can talk about just like random shit. But like if I'm talking to like, for example, like when Julie came on, like I want to talk about things about Julie, you know, because like she's coming on, she's helping me out. She's posting to her, her Instagram page, you know, like, so it's like, I want to ask her questions about her, you know, so I don't know. Um, so basically, sorry. Oh my God. All of the side danger. <laughs> it's like, everyone's like, don't do off the cuff anymore. <laughs> anyways um what was I even going to say about that fuck what was I just I don't even remember what I was talking about oh oh just talking about things that are relevant oh this is oh geez this is what I was saying so I feel like when I write notes down And then when I get a chance to talk about them, they kind of, um, it's like too late at that point. Like, it's like, ah, it doesn't really make sense to throw it in there. Or like, I don't know, I change my mind about everything every second of the day. So like, it's like, I don't even care about talking about that anymore. You know what I mean? It's like the, the oomph is gone. The passion is gone. I forget what I was even thinking about saying. So it's like, I got to get it out ASAP. And so Honestly, I would do this every day of my whole entire life if I could. And so um, if anyone has a podcast that wants to have me on there, um, let me know. I would love to talk to you about it. Anyways, I did want to just give a couple of updates and talk about a couple of things. So one of my updates is, I don't know if you can tell because I am wearing this hat and I'm kind of like, I don't know how the lighting is going to be with this. I was trying to get the angle okay so you don't see my double chin but you can see my eyes but then I have this light over here I have that light over here and then I have this light I don't know if this is showing up and this is not a light it's my laptop um but my acne is getting so much better it's still not 100 but my cystic pimples knock on wood are pretty much almost going completely away The bad thing about cystic acne is once you get, not once, when you get one, sometimes it can last a week. Sometimes it can last for literally up to like two months. I've had like literally had that happen. Um, They're painful. They're deep. You know what I mean? And so it's kind of like a waiting game. So like some of them are left over from when I had the issue. But I realized that because okay so like I was starting to get a little bit worried about myself not from like a I think I'm dying but a I'm like there's a real issue like the cystic acne started getting fucking horrible and I'm like nothing that I'm doing is working I was trying different things on my face I like tried different probiotics you know I was taking like one in the morning one at night and like I just need like because one's for gut health the one's for this other thing I was like doing this research I'm like what am I doing wrong and so I'm like I feel like three months prior it started getting even worse so if you guys remember at the, earlier this year I intentionally glutened myself when I had a really bad day <laughs> and um 
like gluten is known to like take like up to three months to get out of your system. And so I had a fuckload of it. And so I had the gluten. I broke out in cystic acne, which classic always like if I ever think about not going gluten free, please remind me of this podcast episode. And um, so it's like it was just getting better. And then, bam, it got fucking terrible. And so I was like that turning point. It was getting better. And then it wasn't. I'm like, what happened in that moment? And I realized I started taking a supplement probably two to three months prior. And so I, I mean, there were like two supplements that I was taking. Actually, the ashwagandha, I think I talked about it on here. And um, so I cut both of those supplements out. One didn't say it was. They said or like it looked to be gluten-free. But the other one had like it said like vegan-free. And I swore it's like I thought I was so careful. I swore up and down. I was like I thought I looked this up. But clearly I didn't. And so then I went to the reviews and like on Amazon there's like frequently asked questions. And like people like – specifically asked and like there were no responses to like is this gluten-free and so I was like this has to be it so I stopped taking those and what do you know I think I've only had one cystic pimple knock on wood um since I stopped I, I still have like an issue with like just like regular adult acne not the cystic hormonal acne so I'm like still trying to get that under control, but I'm just like so happy that I figured this out because it was getting so bad and it like affects your confidence and like it's summertime, like you want to wear like less makeup or no makeup, like when you're at the lake. And so now like even like walking Murphy, which sounds so dumb, but it's like, I'm not putting makeup on to walk her, you know, around my neighborhood. And like, I would stop and talk to, you know, the neighbor sometimes and people with other dogs or people wanting to like pet her and it just like feels good that I don't I don't have to think about it like it doesn't even like come up in my brain anymore so like I don't want it to take up space like you know so anyways yeah so I'm like happy about that that was like a little update because I know like I don't know my gluten you know journey and my acne journey has been a thing on here so one thing I did want to talk about is um, I don't know. I feel like when like this happens, like with anything, like in your life, you pick up things that like, you're like, I'm going to note that. And if that ever becomes me, I will do that myself. So like, just like, for example, uh, in the workplace, if I ever become a, a manager or a leader of people, there's a lot of things I've picked up that I'm like, I would do that. And there's a lot of things I pick up. That I'm like, I would never do that. And like, they should be fired. Um, so just like things like that, you know what I mean? And so like for me, if I ever get like the opportunity, which like I do it, I guess I technically have it on a very, very micro scale compared to like famous comedians, um, or people in general. Um, but I had, there's like several comedians that, which this might be sound a little bit nutty, but I, sometimes like DM or like tag them and things and they reply. And every time, like it, like I know how it makes me feel. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so special. Like 
they're having a conversation with me or like they're getting advice. Like I literally like, so just for, for example, a couple of the people, Corinne Fisher, she's a comedian. I highly recommend her. Um, she's host or co-host of the guys we fucked podcast. I like DM'd her and asked her for like advice actually about this podcast. And she replied back. Um, Nikki Glazer, which I know you guys are probably like, what? She like she messages you back. She fucking does. Um, I've messaged her multiple times and she like I mean, she doesn't like give like a ton of like I'm not asking her questions because she's so busy and I'm like, I don't want to take that time from her. But like there's times like where like she's on her podcast being like, hey, like if you have like comments on this, like DM me. And so I've like DM'd her or like I've like thanked her for things you know, like we're friends. <laughs> Her like slogan is like, we're besties. So like that, like I'm like, Hey bestie. Um, and she like says like, thank you. Love this. Like, you know, so, um, I love that. And then the other one is Whitney Cummings. Like I've tagged her in things and she's like, watched my story. She's liked my stuff. Um, and, uh, probably, uh, I don't know. I'm, I got Murphy in February um, probably a couple of weeks after I got Murphy, like, sh- so, uh, Whitney Cummings specifically is really obsessed with animals, but in particular dogs. And she posts like a lot of like things about training, like just helpful hints, but it's not her full-time content, obviously. Um, and so I asked, I DM'd her after I got Murphy and I'm like, Hey, like, and I gave her, you know, what Murphy was dealing with, like confidence, um, training a dog that has never been trained before an adult dog. And I said, like, do you have any, like, recommendations of, like, someone to follow on Instagram for training tips? Literally, months and months and months later, she fucking replied back to me. Like, she literally just replied back to me, like, a month ago. So that was, what, five, six, seven months? And so, like, what I'm getting, like, all of these examples here is just, like, a, I think it's so fucking cool because it's like they are famous people. They don't have to do that, you know, like, but they care about their fans. And I think that's such a good lesson to learn of no matter how popular you get or why. Because like Nikki Glazer like has blown up. Like I've watched her career, like even since like when I started following her, like she's become wildly popular. She's been the host of like Fuckboy Island. She's been on the roasts. Um but she still, like, takes the time to, like, reach out to the people that, like, really care about her. Like, I don't know if she, like, replies to everyone. But, like, I think, like, if you say, like, hey, bestie, like, I think she prioritizes her podcast people. And so I think, like, it's just, like, it makes me feel special. It's, like, just a good reminder that, like, always be kind to people. And if I ever get the opportunity on a more not so micro level but a macro level of – having people that like care to DM me and tell me like positive things or like ask me for advice. Like I hope I get to do that. Um, and then, okay. So I think I just have like two more things here that I like, I want to mention. So I, I'm just going to talk about like, I was like, okay, like what can I talk about the Ope story? So I want to incorporate the Ope story and my weekend into one. Oh my God. It was so, okay. So time, time for the Ope story. (laughs) So I went to the Morgan Wallen concert and, um, I don't know. I think every artist 
has a certain type of a fan. And everyone that is probably listening that doesn't like Burger Wall is probably like, no shit, that's like his type of fans. I get it. But I don't necessarily think it was like his fans because someone like messaged me that they were there. And I asked, I'm like, how was, how were the fans around you? And they didn't, like he, this person like didn't experience this. So essentially we went to the concert. I think the reason why people were so fucking nuts. So essentially like everyone was like fucking plastered like in our like vicinity. Um, But there was tailgating. So tailgating started at noon. Like, so like the parking lot was open. People were for sure out there tailgating. We were not, we were traveling. We left at noon, Fort Wayne time. (laughs) Um, And then we got to Columbus and then we ate, of course, priorities. And then we like finished getting ready. So, you know, like we got there like not quite on time, but probably on six. And so I don't know. So it's like everyone was fucked up. Like people down in front of us were like getting in fights where the usher and like security had to come over. Like they almost got kicked out. People even in front of them, like a little bit further up, some guy like ripped off his shirt. They were fighting. He got kicked out. He was like, woo. It's like, it's still light out. Like this is the opener. Like, what are you doing with your life? Like that's so fucking embarrassing. Like these tickets were not cheap. Like let me tell you, not cheap. And how embarrassing. It's like you're going to spend that much money. And they were down further than us. Like he spent way more money than me. And you're not even going to see him because like you're cool and you got kicked out. Like you're a fucking idiot. But like um, like so then there was girls next to us that were fighting. And then like there was a girl in front of us where she was like fa- like they were like trying really hard to sober her up. But she kept falling and then her guy kept drinking and then her guy had to sit down. I thought he was going to barf. The guy next to me kept touching me and I was like I couldn't tell if it was on accident. I'm pretty sure it was because he was fucked up. Um, but he was partying for sure with the people that were behind us. I think they just like had so many people with them that they couldn't get tickets all in the same row. And he was so drunk that (laughs) Morgan played one song and they left. They couldn't stay. They couldn't hang, which I was happy for because that gave me more space. Thank you. And then obviously it means he stopped touching us. But like, I was like, this is just so like, like, how was the concert? I don't know. I was too drunk. Like, I know I've definitely been there, but these people were older than me, for sure, older than me. And it's like, I'm, I enjoy seeing the concert. And I probably would drink a little bit more than what I normally do at concerts if I didn't have to pee so much. So it's like, I don't want to have to leave, especially if you're in a stadium where you have to like, go down the steps, go all the way out, wait in line, come all the way back, come all the way back up the steps. That takes too much time. You're going to miss too much of the concert. So I would just rather not drink and then be sober. I mean, I had two drinks, but like, you know what I mean? Like I wasn't on their level, but this guy next to me, when he was there, kept dropping his beers after he would drink them. And then like the rest would just splash on my feet. I was so fucking pissed. But, like, the part of the Ope story that I wanted to say, oh, my God. <laughs> there was this girl. When we first sit down, she has her shoes kicked off. So, she's just fucking rocking her bare feet, which, whatever. No judgment because I love bare feet. But um, she's just, like, partying and dancing, you know, to the opener, having a good old time. 
and no judgment. So I was like, cool, whatever. I didn't realize how drunk she was until she started talking to us. But like she actually like bumped me a couple of times. And like, here's the thing. I didn't know if it was her or someone trying to pass through. So I kept going like this and like looking. And she was like, oh, sorry, honey. Or she kept calling me a baby. She goes, sorry, baby. She goes, I'm a mom and I don't get out much. So like, I'm going to enjoy myself if you get what I'm saying. And like, so she was so sweet. So I was like, oh, no problem. I'm going to be dancing too here in a minute. Like, no big deal. And I think I fucked up by saying that because she got worse. So like it was like stadium, uh, like bleacher seating, like in the stadium. So like we didn't have like a back to our chair. So when you stood up, so like let's say like this is our chair. When we stood up, this motherfucker would stand on my chair with her bare ass feet. And then she was like grinding with her man. So it was like her man, then her, then me. So all three of us pretty much were grinding in a little old threesome. And she wasn't actually touching me like for the most part, but like she did kept bumping me. And like, I don't know what, like if I would have been a little bit more drunk, I probably would have said something, but like I couldn't do it. I couldn't get myself to say back the fuck up. I just couldn't. So my passive aggressive ass, as people were trying to pass me, I would then lean back to try to like knock her off of my chair. (laughs) And this girl was nice. She thought I was falling. So she grabs me and is like, it's okay, baby. I got you and you got me. You're good. And I'm like, she totally thought I was falling. And then she just caught me and she thought she was being so sweet. And now I don't know what to say. So I just go, <laughs> and then stopped. <laughs> uh, later that night, she did fall directly on my sister's head. And my sister did yell at them. Um, so love that for my sister. And thank God. Um, but yeah, she, it was a fucking nightmare. So love the concert as far as like the performance. Um, it's hard to see anyone else after seeing Taylor Swift because the bar is literally so high. Um, and like a a guy country artist isn't going to like be like dancing around the fucking stage. Like he like bounces around and like does his stuff, but you know, like he, he was good for what he was given, but Taylor's just better. Um, I will, you know, obviously put that on my fucking gravestone. You know what I mean? Um, but I just like, it was so frustrating because it's like these drunk people. It's like, I get it. I've been there. I've been drunk. That's why I probably didn't say something, you know, like we all like to have fun, but it's like, there are like other moms that are there. Like we could have been moms for all she knew, you know, having a night out. And I just feel like it was so distracting how many fucking lit people there were like. It was disgusting, like, the amount of cans that were left, like, in the two rows that we were just in specifically, like, at our feet was, like, disgusting. And, yeah, so it's, like, I mean, I don't know. I think that was probably one of the worst concerts I've been to where the fans were terrible. Um, And I hate that that's, like, overshadowing the concert. Um. So, yeah. But anyways, um, the last thing I want to say before closing out is 
I just like want to acknowledge that this week, um, if anyone who is listening was friends with Reese, uh, it is, you know, his birthday this week. And so happy birthday, you know, happy heavenly birthday to Reese. Um, I know I never did like a grief episode with Nikki. We had planned on it. Um, but every time we wanted to, it just felt like too heavy and, you know, um, all of that. But I did like want to recognize him like on this podcast. He unfortunately passed before I started it. And so he never got to listen to it. Um, but I do know he like would be like really proud. Um, so before I start crying again on this episode, (laughs) oh shit, get, get it together. (laughs) Um, you can follow me on Instagram at Abby McCarville. You can see my hard launch of my boyfriend, um, and all of our adventures that we're eventually going to do. Uh, you can follow the O podcast, especially if you're one of those people that watch my story every week, but don't follow it. (laughs) Um, and you know, rate review if you want to do that and subscribe to the YouTube if you have it. Um, and that is it. Thank you for listening. If you made it this far to just me. Oh.